Good morning, Tony. How's it going? It's good to see you again, my friend. And uh, back you. I like your background. Well, thank you. It's uh, it's cookbooks. That's all it is. Um, congratulations on on the new season of uh, the food that built America. This is going to be a really interesting season because one of the episodes covers one of my favorite things: buffalo wings. Absolutely, yeah. March fifth, the flight of the buffalo wing. Um, you know, I, I think anthropologists will, will tell you that uh, anytime they look at a civilization, they look at what they ate. And uh, uh, this this series really kind of is is that type of, you know, it, it shows us our history and uh, and the evolution of food. Absolutely. And I think that people sometimes lose sight of that when it just becomes like a meal, a means to an end. You know, I'm hungry. I put this in my body. I am now no longer hungry. Um, or, you know, I eat this for breakfast because it's what my family's always eaten for breakfast. And it's sort of just like taken as a matter of course. And I think getting the why answered is super cool. But I think on top of that, much as you said, like, it's like, uh, show me what you eat and I'll show you who you are. That I think that it's not, uh, not unlike that, that I feel you can get you know, slavery, trade patterns, migration patterns, immigration patterns, uh, rises and fall in different kinds of industry or natural disasters, all translated in different foods. So whether it's dishes like Hopping John yeah. that were named because slaves heard pois pigeon peas pronounced by uh, slavers in the Caribbean, and then pois pigeon peas, like arroz con gandules, became bastardized into hopping john you know those little things are hush puppies getting their names but i think now when you look at food that built america especially because we have these really beautiful deeply cinematic recreations that it goes from just being facts on a page which is kind of bland and boring to something deeply immediate really human and that's the thing that i love like that moment of you know, damn, our competitors outsmarted us. How do we get that? Oh, you know, Schlitz is doing this. So now Pabst has to do this. Bud's doing this. Miller's now got to do that. And Bud Light and Miller Light, you're crossing swords. And then even now, this season, we've now moved into pet food, sporting goods, spirits. How do you take a Russian spirit that no one has heard of and try to sell it in the middle of the Cold War in I Like Ike America? And these, the, you just see that certain people are successful for a reason, and there's no way it's, you'll, you'll get hungry, you'll get nostalgic, and you will get inspired. That's the best way I could describe Food That Built America this season. Well, it also underlines the genius of people, uh, of how they take what might be a negative and turn it into a positive. Bar none. Reese's burnt a batch of the peanut butter and they said, we have to scrap the whole thing. He said, no, 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 no. This is unique. This granular, let's let's do this. Kellogg's cereal. Mm -hmm. It was a mush. It was a mush, like, a, like an oatmeal, a paste. And then some had been left on the grain roller overnight. The younger Kellogg, John Harvey, pranked the, the machine and little flakes popped off. And suddenly... They were in the flaked cereal business. So I think that there too, you know, and even little happy accidents or little little bits of coincidence, like um, the Moscow Mule. Well, now this man has Smirnoff vodka, has no idea how to sell it. And he realizes, aha, 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to this local bar in Hollywood this, that the stars go to. They make their own ginger beer. This starlet that I'm dating just inherited a copper fortune and a copper mine. She doesn't know what to do with it. Let's create a drink that uses your ginger beer. And we say it has to be served in a copper mug. <laughs> Enter the Moscow Mule. What an amazing history we have with food, though. I mean, it's it's every culture has that aha moment and and uh, bringing it to uh, to this melting pot here in the United States. And you right. never know what kicks off. I mean, even today, in today's world, we don't know what's going to hit, what's not going to hit. And that's that you, you hit the nail on the head, especially now as, you know, restaurateurs and restaurants alike try to chase trends. When did you ever think a fast food restaurant would have a vegan option, a vegetarian option, um, a kosher option, something like that? And now... You know, you have everyone from White Castle to, um, you know, the big chains like McDonald's having veggie burgers on their menu, having fake meat items on their menus. But then also, um, even like to me, <laughs> I remember finding out that the same guy who voiced Tigger in the Winnie the Pooh movies created one of the first versions of the artificial heart. And I was like, going, oh, what an incredible life. Well, then this season, I find out that the man who ultimately created the milk bone also created margarine and unleaded gasoline. And the way he <laughs> created the milk bone was he there was a slaughterhouse that had surplus milk, didn't know what to do with it. He was hired dehydrated the milk, saw that his dogs were interested in it, made it into a biscuit they couldn't care less about, molded it into the shape of a bone, and the dog nearly took his fingers off. Wow. And hence, the milk bone is born. I just thought it was a cool name. It was like, oh, milk is strong for the bones. Maybe there's some kind of calcium additive. You never stop to think, oh, that's yeah. where it comes from. Yeah. Oh, carnation, who instant breakfast, condensed milk, that's friskies. I never would have thought of that. So it's really kind of brilliant. And and as much as we want to go, oh, I remember those cute little chuck wagon commercials with the wagon and Gaines burgers and those little packets. But you never stop to think that the invention of pet food and the invention of kitty litter, despite the fact that human beings have had relationships with domestic animals dating back 30,000 years, that for the first time in the turn of the century, Dogs that have been scavengers now come inside the house. Yeah. Cats that were pest control are now seen as beloved family members. And society changes on the basis of pet food. It's remarkable. It is. And our time is all over. Adam, it's always great talking with you. Oh, and sorry. Your, uh, your reference to Paul Winchell, uh, the, the ventriloquist, uh, is he's the guy that made the artificial heart. Anyway, I appreciate your time and, and have a great day and congratulations. Thank you so very much, Tony. You're the best, man. Good to talk to you again.